Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryan, Global Director of Public Relations at Zebra Technologies, and I'm here today with Jeff Schmitz, Zebra's Chief Marketing Officer. Jeff was recently named a notable executive in marketing by Crane's Chicago Business, largely for guiding Zebra's global communication efforts while driving marketing activities to align with the evolving business environment. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Therese, for having me. Wonderful. Let's get started. First off, congratulations on being recognized by Cranes, Jeff. We're thrilled that you received this honor. Thanks, Therese. It, it is quite an honor to uh, be selected in the Chicago area as one of the notable executives in marketing, so it's quite an honor. Thank you. You bet. Jeff, we are fellow alumni of Marquette University, where you studied engineering. I'm wondering, how did you end up in marketing? Yeah, that's an interesting story and one I often tell, uh, and I tell this to young professionals because I think oftentimes people are coached up the decisions that you make as a young adult and what your major is and what you do in college kind of dictates the rest of your life. And really that's not true. And I've met so many executives who've had a interesting opportunity to take turns in their career. And that certainly happened for me. Um, as you said, I started out as an engineer. I was writing code. I was actually uh, worked in a lab. I found myself really understanding the product at the company I was at, and then I was drawn to product management, and I started, you know, what product would be like. That led me eventually into general management, and during that transition, I, I picked up marketing responsibilities as part of my job, and then ultimately became a, a full-time CMO. So I think there were moments in my career along the way that, that gave me opportunities to kind of re-vector in different directions. And I think everyone's got to think about throughout their career, where are those key moments and and how do you take advantage of those? Mm-hmm. I agree. Jeff, did you view marketing as a strategic function when you first made the transition? You know, as I said, I when I picked up marketing initially, it was kind of one of many functions I had. And as a general manager, I owned marketing uh, along the way as well. And I would have to say, quite honestly, no. And I think marketing's also changed a lot, especially as we look at, you know, the B2B environment. <clears throat> I think a few years ago, um, it was easy to think of marketing as a support function. You're there to support uh, sales. You're there to generate leads and do events and uh, promote the brand. And, and those were, you know, those were the primary functions. And I think that that's really changed uh, over time. And it's changed over time uh, because the buyer's journey has changed, right? The way people buy has changed. And they're doing a lot of their investigation on the products in advance of ever talking to someone in sales. And what that means is marketing is critical because for 60, 70, 80% of the, of the buyer's journey towards understanding a product and buying it is happening online. And that's made marketing much more strategic. Absolutely. Also, the Internet has drastically changed the way marketing is conducted, right? And uh, we're seeing how new tools emerge almost every day, claiming to deliver game-changing market insights and access to target audiences. How do you decide which ones to use and how much do they influence your marketing strategy and tactics? Yeah, this this is you know really an, been an exciting area. What I tell people is, if you knew everything there was to know about digital marketing five years ago, you probably don't know too much about what's happening today. Things have changed 
you know, just dramatically. And as I think about how advertising was early in my career, um, advertising and, uh, and marketing, the tools of the trade were what we typically call today one to many. If I place an ad on TV or in a paper, I'm trying to reach with a broad message anybody who might read that paper or see that ad. But with today's internet technologies and digital marketing, the tools are much more precise. Now I can take a message. I can actually personalize a message and send you an, an email if I know who you are. If I don't know who you are, I can present um, personalized information just based on your history of being on my website. And if I want to place an ad, I can look for particular titles in particular geographies, and I can be very prescriptive about where we place those ads. Um, I don't think the other thing that's true for our business, and it's true, I think, for a lot of B2B businesses, is a lot of the uh, interest we get is what we call inbound. These are people coming, uh, looking for us, coming to our website. And what that means is search engine optimization is critical, right? If pe- the, the terms that people use to, to search for um, mobile computers or scanners or printers or some of our more complex solutions like RFID uh, readers uh, or our new Reflexus application, whatever the terms are people are using to search for those kinds of solutions, as they're investigating in early stages of their journey, it's important that we optimize for those terms so that they get to our website. And if that's not enough, we should even you know, pay to show up as a sponsored ad high in the search results, you know, what's called SEM or search engine marketing. So the tools are, you know, abound in terms of digital marketing. And the key is finding what works for your business, um, trying new things, and also, you know, optimizing then on the on the, the things that get the best results. So, you know, I'd always recommend, you know, keep trying new things. Digital marketing is changing very rapidly and double down on the things that are working. Turn down the things that aren't working for your business. And every business is different. Right, right. Jeff, you've talked about the evolution of digital marketing. How much has Zebra's overall marketing strategy evolved in the four years you've been with Zebra? Yeah, I would say that when when I got here, um, uh, yeah, now four and a half years ago, Trace, thank, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, uh, as we think about that, I, when I got here, the first focus I had is let's make sure that as we're building this marketing team and we were still working through the integration uh, of Zebra and, and uh, the Motorola Enterprise business, the focus really was on support. In a lot of ways, we, we had kind of focused on how do we influence a significant amount of the revenue. And that really put us back in this kind of support mentality. You know, as of a couple of years ago, we changed that and we changed it ever so slightly. We certainly want to support revenue. We certainly want to continue to enrich the things that we were doing in marketing to support product launches and critical events and all the things that people have come to expect from marketing. Uh, however, we also wanted to do, we realized the buyer's journey was changing and we realized that we really wanted to become not only a support organization, but a source of revenue. And we're seeing more and more of the buyer's journey happen online. And in some cases, even happening completely online, even in B2B, you know, we, we do have some sales outlets, which is primarily through our strategic partners. And we have over 10,000 partners worldwide and they're a key to our business, but there is some tra- some business that actually flows through marketplaces. 
uh, and online. And so there are customers who go through the entire journey from investigation to consideration all the way through a purchase that actually never talk to a, a customer uh, or a salesperson. And as a result, we need to think about um, that process well. And we've changed the strategy to be, yes, we want to support the revenue. Yes, we want to support sales. We absolutely want to support our partners. But we also need to allow for an ever-increasing digital engagement that could go all the way through the conclusion of a sale. Mm-hmm. What have you found to be the biggest challenge of CMO? Well, one thing that, you know, I, I like to talk about, and occasionally I get a uh, an email from one of my uh, peers pointing out that uh, the CMO has the shortest lifespan in the C-suite. So I always appreciate uh, that, and I'm well beyond my half-life. But that all being <laughs> said, some of the things that cause CMOs um, to, you know, to, to be challenged is the fact that, we tend to talk a language that's not understood by the C-suite. And I, I talk about this often, which is, you know, in the C-suite, the, the, the terms that people recognize and want to talk about is revenue, gross margin, market share, EBITDA. These are all important metrics for business, and that's the language of the C-suite. The language of the CMO is fraught with now ever-increasing digital marketing jargon, I would say. So we can talk about inbound, outbound, digital buyer's journey, consideration, MQLs, SQLs, impression, share of voice, web visits, and social engagements. And all these things don't really resonate directly. And it's very hard to take all those marketing metrics and put them in a machine and come out with, here's the exact dollar impact. And there are things called attribution models that tend to do that. So I think that one of the things that CMOs have to do is be the translator in the C-suite between the world of marketing and all the jargon that we have and the world of the C-suite. And it's a two-way uh, opportunity. One is you need to educate the C-suite on some of these marketing terms. And by the way, we always include a glossary whenever we provide a report. We always provide a glossary because we know they're new terms. And we've also done some education of the C-suite making sure they understand more of what marketing is doing and the impact uh, that they're having. And also when you can translate the marketing activities into those terms the C-suite understands, it's really, really helpful. Um, so that's what I would say sometimes the biggest challenge of CMOs is, is making sure that the rest of the C-suite really understands what they're doing and the impact they're having. And it's hard sometimes to get through all the jargon. Right. I really like the glossary idea. I think it's helpful even for others in marketing, right, to understand what their colleagues are doing and some of the activities that they're driving. For sure. Jeff, what advice would you give to those either just starting to build a strategic marketing program or trying to optimize their programs to become more effective in today's cluttered marketplace? For example, what can they do to increase mind share and generate leads both online and offline? I guess I, I I kind of feel like the only way to build any organization is go back to basics. And when I think about um, the role of a, a CMO or any leader, I, I would start with kind of the basics and then and then we'll build ourselves up. So the first thing that, that I concentrate on uh, when I come into an organization is, you know, the people. Do we have the right people with the right skills? You know, secondly, how do you set the right priorities and direction so that everybody understands you know, what's important. 
And the third element is how do you create the right environment? So even if you're not on top of every every decision that you've empowered those people to make the right decision. And I just feel like this is the ultimate um, responsibility of the leader to set up a a, a deep uh, team with the right priorities in the right environment is the most important element of being effective. So before you get into the details of making it more effective, you have to focus on those three things. And then, and then of course, work on people development. Those are kind of the basics to building any kind of team. Now, the other thing I would say is now more directly to your question, one of the things that's becoming critical as marketing becomes more digital, the thing that we have found is the key to making great decisions lies in analytics. And I think there was a time where marketing was an art, not a science. Well, it's certainly become a science now. And the only way to make good decisions is to have data and understand what kind of response are you getting from a particular activity. So whether it's search engine optimization, search engine marketing, thought leadership, uh, brand awareness, you need to be able to measure all these things, all the things you're doing to impact those and understand, are they working? Are you getting the desired result? And if so, do more of that. And if, if you find something's not working, turning it down or doing something different. So I would say that that analytics might be the most important foundational element. You've got to have analytics and metrics around what you're doing to understand the effectiveness and to always be improving. Mm-hmm. What would you say has been Zebra's greatest marketing success in the past few years? Well, I'll tell you, I have a lot of uh, pride around the team itself and, that we've built and the results that we've gotten. And I don't know if I could pick a single one out, Therese, but I'll give you a few areas that I'm particularly proud of. And, and I'm not just saying this because you happen to run this area, but I think that <laughs> our thought leadership and 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 our share of voice have been very, very good. I think we've done a really good job on that front. I think also, as I said before, I think we've built a team. In marketing, it's it's one of the areas that, you know, every area of a business requires collaboration. No single group can make, get a product or service off the marketed, you know, sold, et cetera, by itself. But marketing really is a function where everyone has to work together. It's hard to get a campaign out that doesn't touch on almost every area of marketing, no matter how you organize, and collaboration is key. So if I was going to pick one element, I would say we've built a team that I think has a high enough level of collaboration. We're able to be agile. And one of the things that was stated in the uh, uh, the work from, from Cranes around uh, the, this award that I received um, was specifically related to a recent campaign we had. And by the way, I don't, I don't think that I was the leader of that campaign. I, I feel like I helped create the collaboration in the team and created the freedom for us to create a campaign around COVID where we focused not on selling anything. We focused on what we call the, it's the Empowering Heroes campaign. And that campaign I'm really proud of because we it was the fastest campaign we've ever put together globally. And it received uh, the the most attention and and was one of the social uh, campaigns we've ever had. And it wasn't focused on selling anything or positioning anything other than thanking those workers on the front line who often have a zebra device in their hand and providing the tools they needed to stay safe. How do you clean these devices? How can you use the device to be more effective? Um, 
we focused only on those frontline employees and only about getting getting them the data to make them more effective in a critical situation. And we're able to pull that off very quickly. And that was really based on the collaboration we built over the last few years. Mm -hmm. I agree. Jeff, before we let you go, we'd like to go behind the stripes. What do you enjoy doing in your free time? Any unique hobbies or passions? Well, I think a pandemic creates the opportunity for new hobbies because you have all this newfound, you know, lack of commuting time, Therese. And I, That's right. I, I happen to live right next to a golf course and I, I love golf. But let me say that uh, I think I've golfed more this year than I have in the last 10 years. And it's a it's a great way for me to really concentrate on something else uh, other than work. And so I would say I have put a lot of time into uh, golf this year. I just I love the sport. It's just um, it takes everything out of you. It's a physical game. It's a mental game. Um, you're really competing with yourself. And I and, you know, you're it's really it's just a great it's a great sport. And I, and I love spending time doing it. And it's a great way to get your mind completely off of something else because you can't be thinking about work or your challenges in life if you're going to golf successfully. So it's it's a fun sport. That's great. Well, Jeff, congratulations once again for being recognized as Crane Chicago's most notable executives in marketing, one of many great people throughout Chicago recognized with this award, and kudos to you for all the great work you've done here at Zebra in the last few months and years. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks, Therese. And again, this award really is a team award, and I really appreciate the time with you. You bet. We appreciate you speaking with us and sharing your wisdom, Jeff. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's episode of the Your Edge podcast. Jeff is a regular contributor to the Your Edge blog, as well as to publications such as DC Velocity. I encourage you to subscribe to our blog and visit our story hub frequently to read his insights as soon as they're published. You can find both on zebra.com. I'm Therese Van Ryn, signing off until next time.